Ready check radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. What's up, what's up, what's up, Internet? It's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means, once again, it's finally time for a helping of Gaming Gumbo, your weekly gaming wrap-up show. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man. It's time to talk about games. Yay! Finally, we're here on a Saturday weekly. night. It's episode 96. Someday we're going to get to 100. <laughs> weekly. Someday we're going to get to 100. Weekly-ish. Weekly-ish. Twitch.tv slash ReadyCheckRadio. Actually, if you just head over to ReadyCheckRadio.com, all the socials are on there for you in the backlog of all of our shows, including this one. You can check them out if you're watching on YouTube, listening on Audible, Spotify, any of the podcast platforms. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Give it a like, a subscribe, a thumbs up, turn on the notifications, all the fun stuff you need to do to feed the algorithm. But most importantly, if you like what we do here, hang out live with us and tell a friend. Joining me to go over all kinds of fun stuff, not only chat, but also Mr. Dom Greco. What's up, sir? I see chat speculating Hello. you're in a hotel. That is not the case. But no. You are still I'm in the same house. Same house, one room over. I've just switched my office to the bigger room and combined it with my bedroom. So I have a little more actual space in my house for things instead of occupying two rooms unnecessarily. Let's please just, if you're going to put a mattress in the backdrop, as we've talked about before... If a mattress makes it to the bed, just make the bed. Just make the no. damn bed. No, make the <laughs> no. damn bed. The bed is not made right now. Also on the line, resident artist of Ready Check Radio Yard. What's up, boss? Oh, working on stuff. Yeah, like you, what, what are you what are you working on? Let's catch up a little bit here. I mean, because it's kind of a slow week. We got one or two really cool topics to talk about, but it's yeah. kind of slow. So let's catch up, see what everybody's <laughs> been playing lately. But you also got a lot of stuff going on. Any stuff you're ready to like publicly talk about? You want people to see yet, or is that still got to wait a little bit? A little bit wait. Uh, I, I'm I'm starting to work on a web comic, and uh, I really haven't turned a video game on much in the past month or two <laughs> so this is gonna be a lot of you guys while me going huh okay i like the sound of that he was like i'm gonna be the super intelligent asian guy stroking his beard in the corner <laughs> that'll be me hmm. Hmm. Yes, I, I am uh, kind of you know getting the pages done i, I want to get a little backlog going on so yeah. i'm not you know rushing to do week Per week on pages and stuff like that yeah well i mean um, when it is ready to to public to go public obviously everybody i'm sure in chat would like to check it out i've seen some right. things just little bits <laughs> and they look great they look fantastic you'll love them they're they're huge you're gonna love them they're <laughs> huge, the best ever huge. best huge. ever yeah yeah best uh, ever. learning relearning wordpress is kind of, was kind of a pain in the butt <laughs> we love wordpress we love it <laughs> we love it's our favorite <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh no Anyways. to cal saying you're gonna be a bunch of you don't say and that's interesting yeah, yes, yes, that's the, you, you say, because the only, Half the only saying thing i've seen I've, some things <laughs> yeah, the only thing i've done is started the season for destiny 2 yeah yeah well and, i mean and, let's and i mean we could talk about that a little bit because they announced their next expansion i'm sure you're pretty hype about yeah. that pre-orders are now up as of this past week 
and Crota's end came back yesterday, yeah. didn't it? I, I saw the run through for that. That is a bit of a different run. Yeah, a little bit. I remember. A little bit. Did yeah. somebody, I assume somebody has taken it down by now. They're normally pretty quick, right? As far uh, as like the first yeah, two yeah, or three um, groups finishing. Yeah, yeah. The, the world first happened. Um, it's the one that did the last one, too. I can't remember her name. Luminous, maybe, or something? Dom just kicking back, relaxing there. Not a Destiny fan. So he's going <laughs> to take a few moments. And uh, if you could, Dom, just periodically throw in a you don't say, or that's interesting. Uh, I'll just keep <laughs> the camera. <laughs> I'll keep the camera on Yod. So what did you think of the expansion uh, reveal? You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I, like, the last season, the previous season, I, I was kind of, down on it it was a little repetitive and a little not very exciting i mean the story was good don't get me wrong but a lot of the things in there seemed a little grindier than normal i mean there's normal grindy that we expect yeah and there's, then there's, there's, there's mmo grindy like that's yeah. that's default right and it, it just seemed a little too grindy so i kind of left it for a while and that's kind of when i dove into webcomic building so i kind of lost track um, I see. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so stupid. I hate this place. Why do I work here? Um, <laughs> I will say this though, like, and this is interesting, even for not like a not Destiny Two player, Dom. The uh, the community like really caused some change, real yeah, quick was, uh, yeah. over the past couple of weeks. There was I, quite a bit of backlash. They released their was... like state of the game post, their blog oh, or whatever, and everybody like even mildly des uh, destiny 2 fans were like if this is going to be your focus i'm out like yeah they yeah. it addressed no pvp concerns that the community communities have for a while content concerns like it it addressed like nothing and it made bungie look like they were so out of touch with their player base mm -hmm. that that was their state of the game post that a week and a half later, the game's director, producer, I don't remember which, I apologize. Uh, the game lead. Yeah. Game lead, yeah. Game lead, yeah. Like, he put out a video, had to put out a video where it was just like, right, a, a mea culpa, right? Where he was just yeah, like, yeah. that should never have gone out. That post yeah, should not yeah. have gone out. Here's, we're creating. This was the part I didn't understand. They were, they've been like, in the state of the game post, they were talking about like limited resources and stuff. And like every game doesn't have all the resources I'm sure they want. Right. Right. But you can't right. be Bungie who just got bought by Sony and claim short resources. You just can't. Right. <laughs> it, it, yeah. To I'm, me, it was, it shouldn't have been short resources. They should have been talking about how they're reallocating things. Yeah. Well, the one thing he are. did they're, talk about in the video that I kind of like raised an eyebrow at was, he said something about, you know, we're going to create, uh, because people were mad that there's not new PvP content coming, right? Right. Like, it's just really like right. trickle of new PvP maps and stuff like that. And he said, well, we're going to create a PvP strike team that that's all they're responsible for. And I'm like, how long has Destiny and Destiny 2 been a thing, Dom? Don't you already have a PvP team? Like, is it... What do you mean you're going to create no. a PvP strike team to make PvP content? Not not to this elaborate length, but it, it this sounds very similar, very much mirrors what's going on with D4 right now. <laughs> it it kind of does. Yeah, speaking of and, and house lot, fires. I've heard, 
I, I've heard a lot of people mirror what they said to the whole Blizzard thing of, you guys all have phones, right? Type of situation. <laughs> it's the same thing. Blizzard, which is bought right. by Microsoft. Bungie's bought by Sony. It's right. the same thing. There's so many parallels here. But no, if Bungie itself is going through a lot of restructuring. There's a, They've got their new programs and the new games coming out that they're you know, reallocating resources to. So... That's okay. I, I, Diablo 4 I is going through like a French Revolution. There's just heads right. rolling every other <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, Diablo there. 4 is a completely other story there with, yeah, Revolution. <laughs> Diablo 4 is booking their season, you know, like season features as what normal games call content updates, mm -hmm. like kind of bug <laughs> yes. fixes. Yes. You know, patching. <laughs> Yeah, regular, <laughs> regular <laughs> bug fixes. Avic says these are just small companies trying to survive, man. Just, yeah. <laughs> just trying to yeah. get, trying to get on by. Keep on trucking. Keep on no, trucking. I, I, I honestly think the the team that that put out the state of the game, it was it was a a case of the right hand not knowing what the left hand was doing. Uh I don't know, and, man. And they should have. I think you, if you're going to put out a state of the game, there is no way that doesn't cross your game lead's desk before it goes out. That's that. There I, was the problem. Yeah, there was the communication problem going on. Is that the it didn't go across the brain? It, mm, it was just. I don't buy you know, that. Then that's just a failure on the game director. Did their own thing. I'm yeah. sorry. That's just a failure at the at the game director level. Then there is it no. Is, if, is. I, if I'm in charge oh. of a game, I'm the lead. Mm. Even if I'm not, not, I'm not the HR, I'm not the PR, like, I understand that. Like, the game right. lead does not have to have their hand on everything. It's like, I don't expect Bobby Kotick as the CEO of Activision Blizzard to know the intricacies of some of the HR investigations that the company might have had over the last 10 or 15 years. But he probably should know about the bigger ones. Or he probably should know about the number of them. Like, you should probably have just superficial awareness of what's going on in your company. And if I'm the game lead, even if I don't write it, I don't put it together, I don't have any idea what's going on in the next 6 to 12 months, which would be weird, but let's say I don't, there is no way that gets posted without me reading it first. There just I isn't. That, it gets past the game lead, it gets past like their community development team, and it gets past their quality assurance. On, it's right. get, like, on three fronts, it's failed. Yeah. Right, there, there's, there was some major drops. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I completely agree. There were some major drops going on there with people not doing what they were, not picking up on what they were supposed to be doing. Right. Um, I, I'm not saying there wasn't. I'm sure there was some kind of back end reason for it, which we're not privy to. Of course. But that's what happened. And I mean, one of the one of the main points that the lead guy did say was that like 95 percent of their people are heads down on the desk working on Final Shape right now. Yeah. So which I you mean, can pre-order now. Right, which he might had be no one problem of those getting that message I, I out fast. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I mean they they have been working on it for like the past 3 years. Yeah. I mean th this is their endwalker. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. is it's it's the culmination, this, this is the culmination of their of their D2 main storyline. Mm -hmm. uh, like to Cal in chat asking saying, "Really? I thought D4 was well received and sold well." It was and it did. <laughs> uh the problem and has then. become once they started their seasonal content. Yeah. yeah. It was just before that. It was yeah. when you started getting to Endgame, you started seeing how, how really bad it was. Yeah, and what they intended to do for seasonal content, yeah. Right. But yeah. out of the gate, yes, it was very well received and sold bajillions, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're there to play the storyline, get through the storyline, and that's it. That's me. It's probably a great game as it is out the gate. But yeah. the people that constantly grind on the game... Day after day, month after week after week, month after month, right. to get that 
top tier stuff, yeah, that there's there's apparently problems. But yeah, you were talking about pre-ordering stuff. Why why pre-order things when you could just steal them? <laughs> oh hey, I think that's further down the line. Wait a minute, man. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we were supposed to talk about the actual game first and the reviews but <laughs> the biggie the biggie obviously this week is starfield we would totally be remiss if we did not at least talk about starfield i've been looking forward to starfield uh since we heard about it whatever a year and a half or so ago uh, you don't say. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. Not like it's not. It was never like a ten on my hype meter because like No Man's Sky has always interested me, but not enough to play it. If yeah, that right. makes sense. Same. Like conceptually, I'm like, cool, taking off from a planet, going to another planet, doing this and this, and then going to another planet. That's really cool. All No Man's Sky also did suffer from my my brother Havoc was really into it at launch. He thought it was a very interesting type of game too didn't know if he was going to like it he's not really a sci-fi gamer uh in the traditional sense but he thought you know that's really interesting i'm going to check it out and he did enjoy it but then saw how kind of shallow things were when it first launched right um, right but he, he absolutely loved it and i was watching watching him play it and i was like this just this isn't doing it for me there's a lot missing Banger after banger patch later, that game is like miles away from you know yeah. what it originally launched as, and is just an it's absolute a game. Yeah, it's totally yeah. and is an, um, an amazing success. But it was too little, too late for me. I had moved on to other things. So Starfield kind of interested me in the same way. Now I'm only, I'm only like five hours or so in it because I really yeah. didn't get a chance to play Thursday night when early access started. I was doing. The Relic Grind show, and then had to get that posted. And then yesterday was an absolute clusterfuck as far as things I had to do after work. Like, I didn't send out the show notes for the show till like 9 p.m. Eastern time. That's how far behind I was yeah. yesterday. So I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna be like giving it full reviews or or anything like that as far as a personal one. That'll come later. Maybe next week I'll have had some more time in it. Uh, I am enjoying it so far. Uh, I wish it was a little more. No Man's Sky in me actually taking off from a planet, me actually landing on a planet. Uh, those are just scenes. You know, you just hit that you're going to take off and then you get to watch your ship take off. Not like No Man's Sky where you get in and you aim that some bitch up and you go. Like, <laughs> like that's not what's happening here. Um, obviously, we're going to work through some other reviews and some, some thoughts and the internet fighting about various things. I love the music. The music is probably my favorite thing about the game. The soundtrack is absolutely amazing. Um, I'm not having the performance issues that some are having, so that's kind of like a hit and miss thing for for different what people. Are, what are you running it on? Uh, I'm running it on a 49, 4090, 4080, 40, 4090. Yeah, oh, it's 4090. Your computer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. PC. Yeah. Oh, absolutely PC. Making sure if you were running it on PC, because you have all the consoles. So. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Sure but, you know, it was on Xbox, Xbox Game Pass, so mm -hmm. I was like, sweet. Then it really was just, it was a day one Game Pass thing. It doesn't technically mm -hmm. launch till, what, the fourth, the something like that, fifth, Tuesday. Oh, uh, yeah. It's early access right now. And so it was a zero cost game if I waited till the fifth. I could get the, like, digital upgrade for $35 which right. gave me that uh, the early access and the in-game stuff. So I've paid $35 for it. So it's kind of one of those things of, you know, if it's ever removed from Game Pass, I don't have it anymore. 
but I also only have to spend twenty five dollars to have it. Right. Uh, right. So yeah. you know, whatever. I feel like if it exists on PC, Mike's gonna always get it on PC first. It depends on the game. It depends on the game. Like if if you're you're probably right. If anything live service, yes, I'm gonna try on PC first, and then like if Havoc wants to play it, uh, and I've played it for a little while, because typically my my brother Havoc and my brother Corey, or you guys know as Lou, are the kind of gamers that are like, I'll wait till I'll wait till Mike plays it. And I'll see what yeah. it's like, or I'll watch him stream it, or I'll, I'll ask him, hey, I'm interested in this. Have you played it? Is it any good? And then I'll buy it a week or two later. So typically, like live service games, I have played for a week or two, and then I'm like, okay, guys, you really got to pick this one up. What system are you picking it up for? I'll go pick it up for that system, and I'll just start over. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, but I think you might also be like me, where if it's a platformer, you prefer it on console. I do. Yeah, yeah. platformers, absolutely, on console for me. On, Even though absolutely. you can play a controller mm-hmm. on PC, it just still and often feels do, on yeah, console. yeah, yeah, and often do. There's just something you know. Uh, Steam Deck, Baldur's Gate three. I've played a ton, all on Steam Deck, like all of yeah. it. I have not booted it on my desktop once. It's yeah. all been on Steam Deck just to to chill with some Baldur's Gate, which that's one that I've been playing recently too. So uh, my initial Starfield impressions are pretty good. Um. I'm a little worried about depth, but I'm also only five or six hours into it. Like, is this an ocean as far as looking left, right, and forward, but it's, you know, a puddle in, in depth? Um, <laughs> it's really wide and really long, but not very deep type deal. Uh, or, or is there going to be enough there that I'm going to want to try things two or three or four times? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, are either of you playing, or are you just kind of watching the noise right now, Dom? No, I was waiting to hear from you. <laughs> yes, we're, it's we're not... all like your your brothers. <laughs> yeah. We wait for you to play it first. Well, I mean, it, not, it is on Game Pass, which big... you have, so you'll be able to get it for free. You just the only thing you're missing is early access, Dom. You can pay zero yeah. and check it out this Tuesday. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's these aren't like the big draw games for me. Like I'm I'm very much a Mario Rabbids kind of, you know, person that's still not opened their game yet. I was gonna um, say you say that. You know, <laughs> I didn't I didn't bring it into this office, so I, I, I could get up and go get it and, and do the bit, but just trust me, it's still sealed. It's been um, X weeks since the last show. What are you playing then? Uh so I did I did try um uh what was that? Palia? Oh Palia, yeah. Yeah, that that's pretty fun. Um I'm, I'm not I'm only a couple hours in like maybe five hours in I'm really not far I, I haven't had a whole lot of time to sit down I'm still like rearranging my house and playing Tetris so like um, you know so no Starfield for you yeah do you yeah. you said no Starfield for you so but have you been yeah. watching like the reviews come in because they've been pretty damn good I, I did check out the IGN and GameSpot reviews <laughs> well, I mean, really weird, really weird that you picked those two. Uh, yeah, yeah, really, really weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at Starfield on Metacritic right now for the PC, it's scoring an 88. Uh, and if you from the editors, and if you look at it on the Xbox Series X, it's scoring an 87. Uh, so doing very, very well for itself as far as the critical reviews go, with a few exceptions. With a mm-hmm. few exceptions. IGN, uh, uh, we (laughs) should specify IGN United States, uh, US. Mm -hmm. The IGN Starfield review, they gave it a 7. 
I gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then GameSpot also uh, gave it a seven. Uh, it was a seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying yeah, to yeah. pull it up because I didn't have it up. Um, yeah. Starfield, not GameStop. What the hell? GameSpot, yeah. you <laughs> stupid Google foo. Come on. Ga- GameStop's still a thing for now. <laughs> It, it literally had no idea. PC Mag gave it, I think, a 3.5 out of 5. Yeah. So there's a couple out there that are really a little hard on it. Not to say that a 7 is hard on a game, right? A 7 is yeah. an above average. Right. You 75%. Yeah, yeah. You, you should check it out if, if you're interested yeah. in these types of games. But one quote particularly uh, that kind of stuck with me a little bit, and obviously I'm not far enough into the game to know the entire uh the, to give like an entire review or agree or disagree with a review yet. Uh, they did say, you know, it's miles wide, but an inch deep. That like yeah. there is a there is a shallowness to it. There's all these great systems. Yes, you can go explore all these planets. Only 10% or so, uh, of them or so have like life and stuff on them, which, right. hey, that's the reality of the galaxy. Uh, right. But you can go explore the other ones if you want. Like, and, and farm rocks and shit. Uh, but yeah, there is a like a, hey, it's, it's a little bit shallow. Rocks. I will say the gunplay is pretty tight. And Tikal, I don't know if you've noticed this too. It is pretty tight. Uh, and yeah, people have had tech issues, but almost every single review has been like, I'm amazed that it works as well as it does. It's a Bethesda title at launch. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah. amazed it, it plays this well in part. most cases. So yeah, I mean, the, good for them. The the IGN video that I watched also said something about the beginning of the game is really slow and boring until you get certain certain perks and upgrades. Mm-hmm. Stuff. It's like, well, yes, it's the beginning of the game. A lot of games are. <laughs> I'll tell yeah, you what, you man. Ship to ship combat is dope. Yeah. I yeah. love the way they have done ship to ship space combat. Oh, yeah? And like just taking out the engines of a ship rather than destroying it or or crippling it in some way, and then mm-hmm. docking with it, getting in it, and just killing everybody on there, and just taking the fucking ship with you—that's nice. dope. I oh, mean, it is nice. that is dope. <laughs> it is very. I mean, you got to pay money and stuff to get the record of the ship clean and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it is a bit slow at the beginning, and which is. If this had like one big moment at the beginning, that would feel so much better. It doesn't. Tarkov, it is kind of Tarkov says uh, it's as good as X Wing versus Tie Fighter. And I remember back when I played Star Wars Galaxies and Jump to Late Speed was coming out. How all I wanted was was X Wing versus Tie Fighter, and all I got was some really terrible rail shooter, and yeah. I was not <laughs> not happy with that. So if it's if it's as good as X Wing versus Tie Fighter, that that actually interests me a bit more. Very, very good. But ahead of launch, there were some arrests. Mm. Yes. There were some arrests. You getting early access, and, <laughs> you know, for cheap. <laughs> uh, st- pre-order. Starfield leaker faces felony charges. Felony. Felony charges for stealing 67 copies of the game. And then leaking a bunch of footage of it online before early access had started. He played. He uh, played the games after he stole them. Played uh, uploaded forty five minutes of footage on August second, 
and the cell phone video of his screens went viral because it was Starfield before anybody could see Starfield, and the reporters that had it were under strict NDAs at that time, so the game was out there. And then he went ahead and posted videos of himself shipping out copies of the game because he was selling them on an e-commerce platform. (laughs) This city deserves a different caliber of criminal. (laughs) I think this This is like those YouTube videos of people climbing the pyramids. I think this is one of those situations where you got to remind these people, if you're going to do crime, do one crime at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Takao, so what you're saying is you always wanted to see what jail was like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Apparently. I mean, for some people, right? It's three hots and a cot. It's better. I guess. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. Like, you know, you have a commodity, you know, in whatever, let's say five days. Uh, that it's going to be a $70 thing. Mm-hmm. In those five days, you could probably get, you know, a couple hundred because people just want to play it early, right? Type right. deal. Get their hand on it early. But in right. four or five days, all these stolen copies revert to, I could buy that at Best Buy for $70. Why would I buy right. it off of you? Yeah, I can yep. totally understand you got to move this shit fast and you got to find 70 people that want it within reason right. for you to get it to them and the fastest way is probably the internet. I'm not f- fighting you on any of that. No, New York City. But why the hell do you use, like, <laughs> fucking eBay? Like, it wasn't eBay, but it was a different co- right. e-commerce site. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how do you not spin up fake Discord names, <laughs> fake Discord accounts, and just start popping into places, advertising you have a couple? Like, okay, fine, catch me. If, if you were totally resigned to, I'm going to use my computer and probably not protect myself IP-wise, why make it easy? <laughs> I don't get it. Why, why are you filming yourself doing it? <laughs> <laughs> I used an e-commerce site, and here's a video of me packaging them up. You don't uh, even need the video. Your information is built into the site. Like He's 29 years old. He got arrested, and he's charged with the felony theft, not the leaking, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. the, the theft itself. Yeah. Uh, Vantiva representative Josh Heath told Polygon that Darren Harris was not a Vantiva employee, but yes. declined to comment further because it's an active investigation because that's where he stole right. it from. And they initially reported that he worked there. He they, they were quick to say, dude, don't work here. Dude, don't yeah. work here. The 67 yeah. copies of the game were valued at about $2,500, according to the incident on the police department thing. The value's probably higher if they were all standard editions. That comes to about $4,600. Uh, the Starfield Collector's Edition by itself, which he did not steal 67 of those, was 300 by itself. So this is, yeah, felony. Mm-hmm. Felony. Yep. And, uh, Enjoy. Oh, and he had he weed was, on him too. I think I saw yeah, a he was different report. Tennessee, a handgun. So, yeah, yeah, it's illegal in Tennessee. Like I said, if you could do crime, make sure it's only one crime at a time you get caught for. <laughs> exactly, Takao. Go to the library. Use the computers there. <laughs> Hell, stand outside the library on any college campus. Any right? Pick any college yeah. campus. It could be the community college campus. Go to the yeah. library. And do what the bootleg dude outside my damn giant eagle has been doing for 15 years. DVDs, DVDs, Blu-rays, $5, $5. Like, just sling that shit. Just sling it. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Get, get that giant trench coat. Hey, man, I, I got this game right here. You want this game? <laughs> I remember when it used to be so bad in New York City, and you have the, all the bootleg movies, and then like yep. a cop walks down the street, and they pack the blanket up, throw it yep. over their shoulder, and just, just walk go. away. Just, you know? Go. like That's why you got the trench coat, so you can just kind of... <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Well, I'll keep you posted on my personal Starfield journey, uh, gentlemen, <laughs> since you're kind of waiting for... For, for me, <laughs> I'm not sure why, but we also had Gamescom uh, last weekend. Yeah. Uh, obviously, kind of a little late to review everything that was there, but obviously some big hitters. Diablo 4, Alan Wake 2, the Cyberpunk 2077 uh, expansion, Mortal Kombat 1. Those types of games were there, Tekken 8. But um, anything, Dom, from Gamescom that you you got a peep at that you're like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I mean, Mortal Kombat 1 is Mortal Kombat's always been like my favorite fighting game because it was the only one like way back in the day that had a deep story. And I'm all I'm always been story in games like Street Fighter's story was never fantastic. Street Fighter's gameplay was arguably better back when it first came out, uh, more like fleshed out or whatever. But Mortal Kombat, I've always just enjoyed. It wasn't the blood or the, you know, any of that. It was the story. That's what what brought me in and watching them go back again. This is now like the third time they've gone back to the beginning of the tournament in like a alternate reality kind of setting where Raiden and Liu Kang are, are swapped uh, positions and, and uh, Raiden is Earth uh, Earthrealm's new hero. That's really exciting to me, seeing Mataro come back from uh, Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, there's so much about Mortal Kombat 1 that I'm I'm very excited to, to play. I didn't do like the bonus like big pre-order because i knew i didn't have time to play it right now uh, but it, it will be one that i do absolutely play um and i think like the other one that's probably not as high on everybody's list is little nightmares three you you know what on a different podcast over an mmo bomb that was a bunch of people in chat when we were doing really? the gamescom show the review show last friday uh they were talking about little nightmares three yeah mm -hmm. i mean it, it's little nightmares it's just beautiful to begin with if you like the game you're getting more of it great but it's just a beautiful game to watch yeah, and I'm hesitant about the uh, Sonic Superstars, I think it was. Yeah. Um, I, Sonic's burned me so much in the past that, like, I... It's one of those things where it's like, until I hear that it's good, I don't... I don't trust it, you know? What you seeing from Gamescom that you like, Yad? Uh, I mean, I see that there's a uh, open beta coming up for First Descent, which is a new looter shooter. Mm -hmm. You don't say. You know, mm -hmm. I like me some looter shooters. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. He's got his of Destiny course, like, 2 and his first Descendant. That's yes. interesting. <laughs> Imagine that. And, and then, of course, you know, Mortal Kombat is cool. I do, I do enjoy the story. I really wish they would do a good movie with it, but, <laughs> you know, what are we going to do? They right? did once, way back when. That's it. Yeah. That's all we get. Yeah, it's debatable. That's as good as it gets, man. It's as good as it's going to get. I mean, really, what do you want from a Mortal Kombat movie, right? The the premise is like some international or interdimensional fighting tournament. Here, fight. Like, that's the premise of the game. I'm mean, like, what do you want yeah. from a movie, pal? Come on. What do you really want from a Mortal Kombat movie? Just a little Decent. more. What do you Decent mean a little acting. more? Decent acting? Decent. Why? They're just supposed to fight. That's it. Decent. I, I mean, I enjoy Christopher Lambert, but not as a Chinese <laughs> lightning god. <laughs> All right, fine. A little better casting? Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I, Come on. Mortal Kombat 2 has some of the worst dialogue of all movie history. And the worst CGI. 
Yeah, like just fucking Liu Kang turned into a European dragon. What the heck was going on with that? (laughs) Takao said, "Just make Enter the Dragon with monsters and ninjas instead." You know what? You're not wrong. (laughs) There's there's a certain there's a certain element of truth to that sentence. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. It would be better, especially better than the last one they made. Oh my! Hey, the video game industry might not be the best best place to work. You don't say. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see. <laughs> mm. hmm, I see. Considering that's my current place of employment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we'll kind of ask you the questions, too. Although, again, you're, you're going to have, I, I would assume, a little bit of bias. You work for, A, a smaller company, and mm-hmm. B, a, a company that is small enough that everybody cares about each other as people. Right. Obviously, you have objectives, you have sales targets, you have the typical business stuff you have to achieve. And if you don't achieve it, then you don't have a job. Like, I'm not saying it's idyllic, uh, but you have a little bit of a better position than some at, say, EA or Activision, where no matter how high up the the chain you are, unless you're at the top, you are essentially a cog. And a cog Mm -hmm. is replaceable and you don't care about the cog's feelings, right? Yeah. Uh, so a new survey, this coming from the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Why them? Uh, because this is the same group that represents Marvel's voice action, uh, voice effects worker workers in their fight to unionize. So there's a little bit of overlap here in this story and the next one, by the way. Uh, they did uh, just some surveying of employees in the game industry, uh, asking them questions like how how uh, safe do you think your job is, right? Like, that's it. Just like real basic questions, real basic ones. Um, 45% of workers said that their pay is not keeping pace with the rising costs of living. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised there, games industry or not. Uh, While nearly 20% said they were unsure, 54.3% of respondents said they have not been able to negotiate a raise on any individual basis which is one of the arguments you hear of these companies use against unionization is that you have the ability to come and talk to us individually as needed to take care of things like this. You won't if you unionize. Well, there's over half of the respondents telling you, I have not been able to successfully negotiate a single pay raise, right? Yeah. Crunch, 50% of respondents said they've experienced crunch in the last two years alone. Most game workers who responded work an average of 40 per week, but a quarter of respondents work 41 or more, with the longest reported averaging work week clocking in at 95 hours. In a similar vein, 57.9% of respondents to the survey said they're paid an annual salary, with 26.4 reporting hourly pay. Now, having a salary does have some pros right usually you'll get benefits and usually that also means medical benefits and stuff like that while full-time hourly can too but there's a cost difference but if your salary you you don't get overtime right uh one one respondent saying it's frustrating to work a 14-hour day and know that with california overtime laws i should be getting paid for 18 hours of my time for working those 14 hours, but I'm only getting paid eight because I'm salary. When asked if working in games, Dom, is sustainable, this is the one I think is the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Is working in games sustainable, Dom? 
Yes, no. Uh, for me, I'd say yes. 42.9% said yes. So less than half. Very, very close to the 379 that said no. And 19.2 just said they're unsure. Oof. The average, I don't know if you saw this, Yod. I'm going to ask you this. Did you see the average length of a video game worker's career? Yeah, less than seven years. Less than seven years. Yeah. I I personally, I think that's part of the crunch. Because uh, having worked in a graphics-type industry, and, I mean, obviously, Dom, you have a completely, you know, you're in the, the current video game industry and stuff, so you'll mm-hmm. you'll have to say if, you'll be able to tell if I'm, I'm full of shit or not on this. But uh, from my point of view, having worked in a graphics-type industry where there's a creative aspect to it, um, the creative part of it, it seems like there's a lot more lead-up to the crunch, and then you get a period of rest before the next project comes up. But because there's not only creative people in this indi- in the video game industry, but there's what should be called tech people for the coders and stuff, but they're considered creatives as well. Mm-hmm. Their part of the crunch is constant because one project after another gets overlapped over and over into them. And I think that's where the burnout factor comes in. But like I said, you'll, you'll be able to tell me if my yeah. correct or not. So there, there is a bit of the, so like with my company specifically, like we are currently working on three projects at once for the same game. So it's like we're, we're three kind of cycles ahead. So it's like we'll have the art team on one cycle. We'll have the game designers on another cycle and the programmers on another cycle. And then like it just kind of rotates around. Um, so we don't, I'd say like there is absolutely an element of crunch. Like that is for sure. There's been times where it's like we've gotten really busy and we forget like, oh, we have some art assets like, you know, I've I've thrown at our art director before and been like, um, we're releasing tomorrow and we don't have achievement images. And then he's up <laughs> till like two in the morning drawing achievement, you know, things. And right. so some stuff slips by. But a lot of that will come down to like your like your game director or your your team organizer to make sure these things are done. And if you have someone that's like focused on that and that's like their job, um, like these things won't slip by. And um, we uh, like we were in a transitional period uh, between people at that time when that particular incident came up. But like we uh, we've gotten a rhythm now where the crunch isn't so bad anymore. Like it's patch day and it'll be like, oh, there's crunch time because it's like all hands on deck. We got to fire off all these things at once. And then everybody's kind of on standby in case like something unexpected, unforeseen happens. We have to be there to fix it. But since the the patch was released, it's kind of been a bit slower. We're starting to creep up on the next couple projects and stuff. And um, yeah, there there there's a bit of crunch, but it's like once again, it comes down to how your team is managing that. And our crunch period, I feel like, was only like a week long. It wasn't like crazy amount of time. And it never, to me, became stressful or like overwhelming to the point where I was like uh, frustrated or or sick of like what I was doing. I never got mad at it. So um, it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, like I can see it if it's mismanaged happening in other companies where 
you know, like you were saying earlier, if the left hand's not talking to the right hand, right. there's going to be some problems. And, you know, luckily our team is still kind of small enough that everybody kind of talks to each other and we have things coordinated pretty well. So we don't particularly run into this issue as much as other people, but I definitely see how it can happen. Sticking with problems in the video game world, SAG-AFTRA will be voting to actually initiate a second strike. So they are on strike right now, SAG-AFTRA, against TVs, movies, uh, studios, and stuff like that. That's well-documented, and AI does play a part in that as well. Uh, but SAG-AFTRA is now going to vote uh, to strike against the video game industry as well. That vote will happen uh, later this month on September 25th. All votes are due. Uh, to There's a couple of meetings between now and then so that union members can get some information. Uh, why? Well, uh, President Fran Drescher of the sag After Guild says it's time to stand up to tyranny on behalf of its members and that the game studios are being a little greedy. Being, no. Imagine that. Yeah, well, that's, that's what she says. That's what she says. She said it's time to stand up to their greed. Uh, specifically, they're looking for the same percentages for their voice actor work uh, with EA and other companies that they are contracted with. SAG-AFTRA does have contracts with some game companies, including EA, Activision, stuff like that, for voiceover work, motion capture, uh, stunts, things like that. And so they want an uh, 11% pay increase, which is the same thing they're asking for against the TVs. Uh, TV and movie studios, and then 4%, 4% increases after that. And then the uh, the other asks include things like documenting language for how AI and when AI can be used as far as duplication of an actor's work or learning from an actor's work, uh, mm -hmm. and safety protocols when people, and additional breaks when people are doing like mocap and stunts in mocap including a restriction on not allowing people to, uh, or requiring that people do stunts in a self-audition tape. Uh, now there was a statement uh, just yesterday given on behalf of the video game producers, uh, says we all want a fair contract that reflects the important contributions of SAG-AFTRA represented performers in an industry that delivers world-class entertainment to billions of players around the world. We're negotiating in good faith and hope to reach a mutually beneficial deal as soon as possible. Now, the vote to strike should be noted that they are still in a contract. Although, technically, that contract ended a year ago with the video game companies, but there was an agreement to extend it by a year. It runs through basically the, the beginning of October. So they're staging this potential vote for a strike ahead of the end of the contract. And there are, at least from these statements plans to continue discussing contract negotiations where on the other side of things in movies and tv yeah not so much the companies have just stopped talking to the union at this point there are yeah. there are no negotiations going on right now yeah they they've got a they've got to kind of wait and see right now because the co those companies are not they, they don't want to capitulate anything which is insane Mm -hmm. And they, they think they can just wait until the people's money just run out and have to come back. That's interesting. Which, yeah, oh. which I'm assuming they'll they'll try to do the same thing with the video game stuff because it's 
it's those same company you know it's very similar company mentalities they're they're giant corporations we'll see 30 years volition saints row dom no they're gone now they're gone they are gone 30 years in business yeah part of the embracer group uh kind of contracting a bit after losing a two billion dollar deal no more Saints Row. Not like the last Saints Row was really good. It was yeah, not. Right <laughs> <laughs> I it hear kind it was of a really Saints Row. I wonder. I wonder. Like we were just talking about the life cycle of a developer is like seven years. I wonder if anybody had been on it. Okay, hold on, 30. hold on. I want to go to something in chat, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. I don't like doing that. Sure. Takal says, "So, question: If the devs and such agree to pay more, presumably he's talking about to the." voice actors and stuff like that from the SAG-AFTRA negotiation. Would you be okay with them passing the cost on to us and raising prices on games? That's that's a fallacy. Um, yeah. That is a logical fallacy right there. Uh, you don't have to. And by the way, how do I prove it? You've already had a cost increase passed on to you without them getting any additional right. money. We've already had the debates over the last year, year and a half, of games going from 60 to $70. Uh, it's right. not the price of goods, the price of services, the price of creation that has gone up. It's the game companies deciding they want these products to be more expensive to make. Right. You can make a game for 5 million, you can make a game for 10 million, and obviously budgets way bigger and smaller for that. What you get for that money is gonna be a direct product of how you manage that money, not whether or not the money's there. You can pay your voice actors a fair wage. You can pay your employees a fair wage. And you can sell your game at $60 still. Don't put $500 million into making that game then. If that's going to be your plan, your business model, I'm going to pay my employees fairly. I'm going to pay them a decent wage so that they don't have to worry about living. I'm going to avoid crunch, so maybe it takes me three years to put out a game instead of two years to put out a game. Those are all my responsibility as the planner how much money right. do i have how long can i fund this before i start making money and you know what at the end of the day if the game i want to make i can't do it in three years instead of two while paying everybody a fair wage you know what i don't do i don't fucking make a game <laughs> or i don't make that one i make a different one first to fund the next one when you were talking about to i get your point and if it was a smaller company, and it was me and Dom and Yod and let's say 10 people, it was the 10 of us, I understand the point of the point you're making. I probably, without an outside publisher or something like that, am going to be in a position where it's like, how much can I afford to pay these 10 employees to do this and still make a game that when it comes out is going to be good, people will buy it, I'll make my money back, and I can sell it for 50 bucks. Or am I going to have to sell it for 60 and maybe lose a few sales? When you're talking about Activisions, Blizzards, EAs, BioWares, like these huge companies, the, the argument doesn't apply anymore. It's not... No, especially, especially when your CEOs and executives and stuff are getting, yeah. what, 10, 20 times the amount per month? That the excuse they, they will use yeah. is absolutely what Tikal is saying. Right. That's uh, he would to Cal, you are dead on that that is absolutely what an EA executive would tell you. Well, we got to charge 80 for this games if we're going to do that. No, 
you can still charge 70 for the game and you know what make 180 million instead of 220 million right or you know just don't take that yearly they're bonus not losing on the products they're they're yeah. not losing on the products it's a question of how much can we make i've always said this on other podcasts they're not happy and i i think i heard this way back in the day from james stephanie sterling right it's not that they don't want money they want all the money mm-hmm. they want all the money that's the difference yeah. to cal that's where the fallacy comes in that oh well i got shareholders 500 million ain't enough i got to make 7 750 million at the expense of treating everybody like shit not paying them wages how long is that sustainable how many titles do you think you can get out and still do that they don't care mm-hmm. they don't care long as they can squeeze that last few pennies out before you know they got to yeah. take their golden parachute has anybody thought it's weird that even if you buy it digitally it's still fucking 70 dollars right like, <laughs> like what is- i mean wasn't wasn't all that money for the printing process <laughs> <laughs> and the assembly and the packaging <laughs> Anyway. But I got none of that in the computer. It's just a file. Come on now. Anyway. Sorry, Dom. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Volition. Saints Row. Oh, no. yeah, I, I was just saying they, they, they're they closing after 30 years. Can you, like, we said the average lifespan of a game dev was like seven years. I wonder how many, if any, have been there since the beginning, you know? Bioware, by the way, just got whew, 50 employees yeah. laid off there. Yeah. That's yeah, like they just have a bunch of people. 15 to 20% of their staff. And I if remember, you look at where the staff is, that's a lot of experience. A yeah. lot of Bioware history experience that's yeah. leaving. It might sound like, oh, it's only 15%, 20%. They're going to focus on the single-player game. When you look at where, that was Bioware Edmonton was most of yeah. that. That's that's like their core long-timers. Because I remember uh, between Diablo 3 and 4 when I was at BlizzCon, I remember asking uh, some of the, the game developers at... Uh, the Diablo panel, I said, uh, out of curiosity, how many of the developers uh, are still here from like the old D1 days? And mm-hmm. they just like looked puzzled and they're just like, maybe one? Like they weren't even sure if that was the case. So, one, what's that? Yeah, exactly. So, and that was when it was Blizzard North, I believe, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and we kind of predicted this would happen, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Microsoft deal is looking like it's pretty much going to go through everywhere now. There's still the hang-up in the CMA in the UK with the CMA. They have uh, resubmitted a proposal, Microsoft, to the CMA for consideration, where they kind of, we talked about, hey, how could you make this work if UK is the only place that doesn't approve you? And we've said, well, you just extract Activision Blizzard from the UK, and you sell your products there through third-party distributors, right, mm-hmm. that are authorized to work in the UK. Uh, and that's essentially what they're doing, right? Because the CMA's big concern was cloud gaming. Why? I, I don't know. Uh, when you look at that percentage-wise, the argument really starts to break down faster than Sony's Call of Duty argument. But uh, Microsoft has put forth a proposal that says, hey, all Activision Blizzard titles, we're going to give the cloud streaming rights over to Ubisoft, of all places. And then yeah. they'll be able to put it on their service. They'll be able to license it to other companies for their cloud services. And we'll even license it back off of them for Xbox Cloud. Yeah. So Ubisoft will handle all of that. We won't, it's, we won't own the rights to the ABK titles. It's an interesting workaround. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I, I expect it's going to end up approved. That certainly yeah, addresses the, what yeah. they said was the main concern. So now it's like shit or get off the pot time, right, Dom? Like, well, they, yeah. Unless they come up with something else that they have a problem with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, they probably will. Certain, certainly possible. Certainly <laughs> yeah. possible. Speaking of Ubisoft, Beyond Good and Evil 20th Anniversary Edition. What what happened here, Dom? It got leaked by the ratings board. Surprise, Was surprise. somebody arrested? Like, this hasn't happened uh, <laughs> 200 million times before. Was somebody arrested? But did, did they steal any copies? Did they steal any copies? No. <laughs> no. Still sitting here waiting for uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2. But some of those people mm-hmm. don't work there. They all of a sudden left anymore. Well, well you know, if, if you if you take the zero off the anniversary edition, you get <laughs> <laughs> kind of Good and Evil 2. <laughs> Just tape over that zero. Yeah. Just tape over it. Uh, apparently, there was a story, by the way, from uh, there's a biography coming out about Elon Musk, if you actually care about that. But I did think it was kind of interesting that the day before he said publicly that he had bought Twitter, apparently he was in like a super stress mode uh, and ended up playing Elden Ring till 530 in the morning after deciding to buy Twitter. And then later that morning, finally tweeted, hey, I made an offer. Mm hmm. Sure. But uh yeah, you know, there's no buyer remorse or, or anything there. Is he gonna buy Elden Ring and rename it X? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Anything coming out later this year? So here's according to Polygon, uh the 18 most exciting video game releases for the fall of 2023. Anything you're happy about and looking forward to? Dom, you said Mortal Kombat one. Mortal Kombat, definitely. Spider Man, I think, is another one in Mario. Of P. Payday 3, Cyberdunk, 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 <laughs> Cyberpunk, Phantom, <laughs> Liberty, Manico's Night Market, Cocoon, Hellboy, Web of Word, Assassin's Creed, just, Mirage, Detective Pikachu, Return, Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Brothers, Wonder, Cities, Skylines 2, Ghost Runner 2, Alan Wake 2, 30 Soldier, Thirsty Suitors, sorry, Like a Dragon, uh, Persona 5, Tactica, Warhammer 40k, Rogue Trader. Just want some elephant Mario. That's all I want. <laughs> elephant Mario. Elephant Mario. That'd be I, terrible, I, I but I'm gonna love every second of it. <laughs> As it sits on your shelf. <laughs> no, I'm actually gonna play this one. I don't care. Uh, Yod, you want to talk about a TV show? Yeah, sure. You guys watched the uh, Twisted Metal show yet? Nope. I did. No. Nope. I, I when I saw the trailer, I was like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care about this at all. Dom says he did. Dom says he did. I watched the whole thing. How is it? How is it? What'd you think? Oh, so I started off really, really liking it. Yeah. Really liking Havoc it. Havoc in chat yeah. says it's really good. My, then, my other brother, uh, Lou, wants me to watch it too. And I was like, then nah, we I got, can't. we got about halfway in and they introduced the love story. Uh, and I was not about that. Uh, I really despised the the direction it went, and I kind of dreaded all the way to the end. Um, I don't want to spoil the ending for people that want to watch it, but I'm so mad because <laughs> because I love this show, then I didn't care about this show, <laughs> and then the ending made me want to love the show again. Um, uh. And it's I can't even tell you why. Without spoiling it, but just know the ending simultaneously got me interested and very angry all at the same time. 
Okay, now now the other, my question is, do do you remember the story from the original? I do. The game. Yes. No. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. See, I don't. And, and we're we're slowly making our way through it, so we haven't gotten to the points you know where where you hate it and stuff yet. But so far, I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But we're taking it slow, so yeah. and like I said, I don't remember the story from the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, it's only close. ten episodes, and they're like twenty three minutes each. So yeah, yeah. you're taking it very slow. We are taking it very slow because there's so much <laughs> stuff we also have to watch. Right. And, you know, there's only so much time in the day. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, we'll we'll yeah. have another discussion. We'll have a spoiler discussion when you finish it. Um, okay. We'll okay. we'll preface to the 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 podcast here that we are uh, spoiler spoilering it when when it gets there. So. I don't believe you're going to put a spoiler warning for Twisted Metal on this show. That sounds so stupid. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going to. It's like, I don't want to spoil Mario Kart for you, but... Uh, like, <laughs> uh, and then, Dom, you got in here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. writing and proofreading all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. what do you want to talk about this week? <laughs> Overwatch 2 made it to Steam. Did you guys hear? It did. It did. Yeah. And other Blizzard <laughs> products will follow. Mm. Yeah. Are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> so I, when I first saw the news, like I was not home. I was in California, I think, when when uh, this actually hit. And I've been excited for the Overwatch PV. We've been talking about that. Like, yes, what we had, what they had talked about, what they had planned is not what we ended up with. Um, and then we had to like pay DLC, which for the record, I have not paid for yet. Good. <laughs> yet. Um, yeah. I might, but not anytime soon. Maybe if it goes on sale or something. But I, I will still play it at some point. Um, and then I, I, I saw like an advertisement that it was coming to Steam, and I haven't been following it too much. And I was just like, wow, they're getting desperate. That was my first go-to instinct. And then I was like, well, no, this makes sense because the Microsoft acquisition, and they want to like make it available on as many platforms as possible to get more people in. And it's like, I mean, that also translates to them being desperate. But like... <laughs> but I yeah, my thing we covered on, like, okay. when, when it was announced we covered it on MMO bomb and I was just kind of like I, I kind of thought the same thing you did too because there is that oh you my initial gut reaction was like mm, they're really desperate and yeah. then and then I had the same thing you did where it was like well yeah. different platforms but then my brain went wait a minute we're talking about a free to play game yeah. that's already available on PC Yep. Just yes. not on Steam. So there yeah. is no border stopping yeah. PC yeah. players from playing this if they wanted to. It, I feel like you're not really going to grow your player base by going to Steam. You're probably uh, just yeah. going to get a lot of existing o, uh, OW2 players going from Battle.net to Steam to pick up cards and trophies. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. And now you have to, I don't even know how it works. Like, do you link your Steam with your Battle.net? I'm assuming that's what happens. No I, I don't, I have no idea. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, the reviews are all coming in and, you know, from, from what I hear, it's, uh, overwhelmingly, uh, yeah. negative, negative. Oh, yeah. you, you don't say, negative. you don't say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and why would that be? 176,000 steam reviews put up and it is what sitting at an overwhelmingly saying? negative. So surprisingly, it's not even about the gameplay. It's about the fact that they're not delivering on the PVE. Yep. So, you know, I mean, that, that is what a lot of games these days that people are mad at seem to be is that 
the promised content ha- is not being delivered. Yeah. Yep. It was the same thing with the Destiny community. I think uh, Jason had posted something about the Warhammer community. There was something going on over there. So, yeah, a lot of these this hate for these games seems to be promised content that just doesn't appear. Yep. And, and to me, it, it's it's a little bizarre that they can't just hack a story into it a little bit. Because, like, uh, after you gave me the code for Exo Primo, Mike, yeah. I played it a little bit, and it, it is very... Stupid fun. It's, it's yes, Cap- you're right. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, it's Capcom, <laughs> so it's very Monster Hunter. It's so super you go out, you stupid do your thing, brainless and the story fun. happens, you know, afterwards. Mm. So they could have totally done that in Overwatch, where you go out, you do the PvP thing-ish, and then you come home and you get a story. That wouldn't have taken as much, you know, it to do to code that in, I think, than in a separate PvE section. Uh, Havoc, I'm not going to read all the reviews for you right now. <laughs> Uh, I will say many of them uh, compare Overwatch 2 on Steam to being an inferior product compared to Overwatch <laughs> 2 porn. Yes. Wow. Many yes. of them. Many. Almost almost all. Yeah. Almost all. Almost all. I mean, here's I just scrolled. Here you go. Better off downloading 34 gigabytes of Overwatch porn than the game itself. Yep. I, I mean, I mean, granted, you might get more story out of it. You might. Um, Aaron Keller, uh, I think it was Aaron Keller, right? Um, yes. I think so. He, he kind of responded to this. I mean, it was just like very, I get it, right? He says, I, being review bombed isn't a fun experience. It's been great seeing lots of new players jump into Overwatch 2 for the first time. I get it. Many of the reviews on Steam mention the cancellation of the much larger component of PvE that was announced in 2019 as one of their primary reasons for dissatisfaction with the game. I get that. That announcement was about an ambitious project that we ultimately couldn't deliver. Then it shouldn't have fucking been announced because it was 100% your justification to needing an Overwatch 2 to begin with. Absolutely. Period. Full stop. End. Yep. Right. I like this review. According to the game's director, based on the quotes I just read you, for for this game being review bombed on Steam, it isn't fun. I have good news for him. You're not being review bombed. These are genuine, honest reviews from your community. What's not fun is when a developer promises a sequel to a game you love, then proceeds to take the game you love offline, then releases the same game again with a two on the end and worse monetization and none of the promised new features. But you give the game a go because the dev persists in the lie that all of those new features are coming in a few months. Then they announced that it was actually a lie the whole time and Overwatch 2 never existed. It was always just a way to extract more money from re-releasing the same game. Then they spit in your face one more time by announcing an extremely watered down and diluted version of what was promised as paid DLC. That's not a fun experience. And that experience is why you are getting negative reviews. If you want positive reviews, Give us Overwatch 2. Do that, and I'll be the first to give you a positive review. Until then, you get this. So, so I, I have to say that going back to original Overwatch, mm-hmm. original Overwatch was also not what they promised. 
Because original Overwatch, while the game itself was what they promised was a PvP game, they also promised graphic novels and animation and additional story supplied by Blizzard made in-house. Which was what was promised when the initial game, the original game was announced and premiered. But that didn't happen. Yeah. So this is just a timeline, a, a, a successor to a lie that yeah. was original originally perpetrated in the original game. So, They've you know, always, par for the course. They've always been super ambitious with stuff, too. Like, you even look at, like, the Sombra ARG that they had announced, mm -hmm. and it was, like, locked behind time-gating stuff where, like, people right. would get to the end of it, and it'd just be like, okay, well, now you have to wait for this loading bar to go off. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> what is that? that's not how an ARG works you know right. like they, there's they've misstepped overwatch all the way from the beginning right um I mean, it's just unfortunate i i was really looking forward to this this was we've talked about this before this was like one of my number one games mm -hmm. um you know for a long time yeah project titan all the way back like that's this game started out you know <laughs> in a Star really bad Starcraft state nova starcraft yeah. nova when they announced that Ghost, and I was like, oh my god that looks awesome yeah but no it, it was no yeah Bl blizzards failed on multiple fronts for ages at this point i think <laughs> i'm just reading some of these are tremendous They're, yeah <laughs> the porn artists should sue for defamation <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's the not experience. safe for work community takes better care of the game than blizzard <laughs> <laughs> they're not wrong. That's the thing. Is they're not wrong. Oh, the devs respect their players as much as they respect respect the women in their office. Ooh! Wow! Oof. Yikes! You're not like you're not wrong. No. I have a new hobby: reading Overwatch Two reviews. <laughs> it gives so much joy to me seeing this garbage being nuked by everyone. Long Porn's have I so waited for this make. to happen, but I'm not satisfied yet. Not until all Overwatch Two servers are shot down. Porn so good they made a game out of it. <laughs> <laughs> this game is just a knockoff of Paladins. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Steam won't uh, save you, Blizzard. It's over. <laughs> ooh, ooh, <laughs> oh my god! Ooh. Some of these are just tremendous. Oh, there's so many that just revolve around really Overwatch are. Two porn. Just so many of them. Uh. That's because there's so much over too much porn out there. And Blizzard, this right, is this is a recommended yeah. review. Blizzard bad, porn good. <laughs> oh. oh well, that's gonna do it for uh, this show here. Let's go ahead and do our games of the week and get out of here. Game of the week is the way we end every episode of Gaming Gumbo here. It's where all three of us are going to give you a game. Could be a board game, video game, card game, mobile game, whatever we're playing, haven't played before, or played in the past, and think you should check out. And you let us know in the comments when you're chiming in on today's topics who gave the best recommendation. Yod, you're up. Uh, the new Ninja Turtles movie came out recently, so I got to go back and place me some Shredder's Revenge. Ooh. Ooh. Plus, there's DLC dropping soon for it. Go ahead, Dom. Uh, I just recently checked out the new Phasmophobia update, the Ascension update, where they did an overhaul to their progression system and included a bunch of uh, new equipment tiers. Um, I don't necessarily know if it made the game more fun. I won't 
really say that, but there's a little more depth to it. Um, I still want them to like have some way to like exercise the ghost or like remove the ghost. I think they're still missing that element, which every phasmophobia like spinoff has done uh, so far. So I'm hoping maybe at some point they'll do that. But uh, this this update probably could have used another map, but still pretty decent. The Cal thing, that discussion we had on the relic grind about a top list made him fire up Final Fantasy X. Listen to my story will never not hit hard. You're absolutely right. And the piano yes. work for uh, two Xanarchin, oh. that's one of my favorite songs to play on the piano. Oh my God. I'm sorry, I couldn't show you Xanarchin. Uh, congratulations, Blizzard. You've added your game to Steam and unlocked reviews. A good review <laughs> can be purchased in the shop for the price of $29.99 on sale from $49.99. <laughs> That's one of the reviews. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to actually recommend Tabletop X-Wing. Uh, I've been, I've been, I had played a long time ago in version 1 and then converted to version 2 a little bit. Fell out of it for the last few years. Starting to mess around with it a little more now. I forgot how damn fun that game is. Uh, you have two people. It's just a blast. You actually, you know, strategy and dogfighting. It's just a good time. So I'm going to go with Tabletop X-Wing. That's going to do it for our show here today. We'll be back next Saturday with another episode of Gaming Gumbo. No Torchwick after the show today. He will be back next Saturday, though. Although, don't miss Tarkov going live with uh, finishing up some Final Fantasy XV stuff, a couple dungeons and a super boss left, and then he'll be off to his next game. He'll be live tonight, midnight Eastern time. Until then, Yod, where can everybody find you? Uh, Yod Artworks anywhere on the social medias, because we've got so many of them now. Mm-hmm. Dom. You can find me down here. I think it's what called X now uh, at Sista. Yeah. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there, Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R A I D E O, and you'll know every time we're going live with a podcast, a stream, Final Fantasy trading card game, or anything else. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Do those reviews make you want to play Overwatch? <laughs> I was tempted to make it my Game of the Week. <laughs> 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 <laughs>